the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. I don't know about you, but I am certainly happy to see this week <laughs> grind to a close. <laughs> Holy moly, huh? Thanks for coming along today, the Friday edition of The Ride Home. We've got a, uh, a regular show today. Yeah. It's- and, but I want to say first, thanks to everybody who was with us uh, so happily these last three days with Food for the Poor. We always yeah. appreciate your great kindness and generosity. So thank you so very, very much. And now we turn our attention to 9-11, the 20th anniversary, of course, occurring tomorrow. And so we'll invest a large portion of our program today mm-hmm. talking about 9-11, remembering what it was like 20 years ago. Um, the kinds of things we remember, we're going to talk to two very special guests about 9-11. Uh, one coming up, uh, Paul McNulty at, at 410. And then we're going to talk to Leslie Haskin, one of America's favorite and most inspirational survivors who's turned triumph into tragedy. Uh, tragedy, no, not triumph into tragedy, but the reverse, tragedy into triumph. Very much looking forward to talking to Leslie at 510. Nice. Um, also have our regular Friday stuff like Week in Review, this or that, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you do the week in review, it kind of—I think it's an interesting sort of um, uh, exercise, right? Maybe people who um, who journal on a regular basis are are really good at this Mm -hmm. because they, you know, they're they're looking at real time of their life. For me, when I look back, I mean, just seven days, I go, okay, what happened there? What was that all about? What was Wednesday? You're telling yourself, well, I'm telling myself like the stories of the week, and sometimes I go, that seems so long ago, but that just happened a couple of days ago, or that was ridiculous. What I'm saying is, I enjoy doing the week in review. No, I think it's good. Might be good access for anybody to do a week in review. Yeah, I think right? so. Maybe at the dinner table this evening. Yeah, why not? Right. All right. Um, as we always do, we get underway with the uh, show, our regular show. Kath looks at the uh, news headlines. So please, Kath, without any further ado, won't you give us the top four at four? Yes, indeed. For Friday, September tenth, twenty twenty one. Number one. Tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and among all the news and remembrances that will come out this weekend, St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church, located steps away from the World Trade Center and completely destroyed in the attack, will be reborn. The 80-year-old house of worship has been rebuilt near One World Trade Center today, and the National Shrine will be lit Carrying forward the memory of the nearly 3,000 lives lost on 9-11, Father Alexander Kartilov said in an interview on CBS this morning. The original church, located at 155 Cedar Street, was founded in 1916 by Greek immigrants in Lower Manhattan who purchased a tavern as a community house. It was often Greek immigrants' first stop after seeing the Statue of Liberty at Ellis Island. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that a wonderful story? I love it. Number two. 
Reopening after the long shutdown was never going to be easy for the Metropolitan Opera in New York City, the largest performing arts company in the entire nation. Unlike a Broadway theater, which must safely bring back one show, the Met, which is a $300 million a year operation, is planning to mount 196 performances of 22 different operas this season. Typically changing what's on its mammoth stage each night, and it will premiere later this month. According to today's New York Times, the Met, which lost $150 million in revenue during the pandemic, is wondering if people will return in force after getting out of the habit of spending nights at the opera. I bet they do. Well, we'll find out. A sold-out performance of Verdi's Requiem will occur tomorrow, though, to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks and offers hope that audiences will indeed return. The Mets cool. I mean, because they do so much. And And it's so... Oh, it's just incredible. It's so huge. Yeah. And, the, you know, maybe a decade or so ago, they started doing subtitles, which, which brought helps in a different every, crowd. Let, let's be honest. That helps everybody. Sure does, yeah. Okay. Number three. The NFL season kicked off last night, and who else could be the star of the game but Tom Brady? Of course he was. Oh, my gosh. I, you got to love it. Listen. I, you do. I it's was crazy. sitting there listening to the game, and I thought, mm-hmm. I, I should have known that this was going to happen. With the, what, a minute 26 to go. He engineered another end-of-the-game drive that allowed the Tampa Bay kicker, whose name has has escaped me, I can't think of what his name is, to win the game over the Cowboys with only two seconds to score. I love it. It's wild. How can you love it? It's so cool. You can't love it. I love it. No, no. It's tough to take, people. It's unprecedented. But let's focus... That's another word I'd like to do with that. But let's focus on the important things. The Steelers will open their 2021 campaign on Sunday afternoon in Orchard Park, Mm. visiting the Buffalo Bills, game time, 1 p.m. You going to tune in? Of course. Why am I going to tune in? I'll be out of market. Uh, I don't know. You'll have to work it out. Number four. And finally, beards aren't just cool and trendy, John. Oh, they're not. They might also be an evolutionary development to help protect a man's delicate facial bones from a punch to the face. I'll be careful. (laughs) That's the conclusion of a trio of scientists from the University of Utah who are among the winners of this year's Ig Nobel Prizes, Mm. the Nobel Prize spoofs that honor, or maybe dishonor, depending on your point of view, strange scientific discoveries. According to today's Washington Post, the winners of the 31st annual Ig Nobles included animal scientists who looked at whether it's safer to transport an airborne rhinoceros upside down or right side up, and a team that figured out just how disgusting that discarded gum stuck to your shoe really is. But a team of U.S. Navy researchers won the grand prize this year for figuring out a cheaper and more effective way to control cockroaches on submarines. (laughs) At the virtual awards ceremony yesterday, real Nobel laureates announced the prizes. Is that hilarious that they do that? I love that so much. And there was a world premiere of a mini opera called A Bridge Between People about children who literally build tiny suspension bridges to join two angry adults. (laughs) And that is your top four. The Ignoble Awards. Uh-huh. That's super cool. I'd never cool. heard of the Ignoble Awards. Uh, neither have I. No, I love it. Yeah, wow. I love the fact that all the awards are announced by actual laureates. <laughs> it's good. That's super funny. Wait, so the idea, wait, so someone was doing research on how to eradicate cockroaches on submarines. On submarines. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? University of Utah, or uh, no, I guess that was U.S. Navy researchers won the grand prize for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw a cockroach? No, seriously. Hmm. About two weeks ago in the parking garage out here. Hey, I'm glad you said that because (laughs) I was getting in my car the other day and I was like, what is that thing? And it was scurrying across the parking lot and it was big.
It's a cockroach. I mean, I I hate to say this, but for many years I lived as co- with cockroaches as a well, daily companion. I lived with in, them as well. I, mean, I lived in Oakland, so that's, I lived in New York City. Yeah. I mean, you didn't you hate this. And how long did you live in New York? A decade. Yeah. I lived in Oakland seven years, I think. Plenty so you, there's just a lot of cockroaches right. in your life. Isn't it the worst thing in, ever? Like at nighttime, like you're coming into your apartment. I hate the sound. You turn the light on. And then you see them scurrying, or you accidentally step on them. Eee, the worst, the worst. I, the exoskeleton. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just disgusting. But I so weird. Stand cockroaches. So weird that they're on submarines. Of course, why would they not be? Because they're everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they'd survive the nuclear blast that none of us would. Yes, exactly. All right, enough of that conversation. Uh- <laughs> and maybe we'll get back to news about your beard. Later uh, in the program, after the, yeah, it's the, part of the Ig Nobel Awards. I okay. feel like you need to know. I mean, my beard is like you know serviceable. I mean, I know guys who have like beards, that kind of thing. I don't. I don't like that. Our friend Jay, boom, they're that's, like gigantic. Right, that's a like lot. A carrier. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is just what it is. It's fine. All right, take a break. According to the Ig Nobles, it might protect your face from a punch. <laughs> Be careful. Angry listener, it can happen. All right, Paul McNulty is with us in a few minutes from Grove City College. He's got a story to tell about nine eleven. That's next on The Ride Home. WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Micah Tyler, Walking Free. On our way by Mercy Me. Yeah, we're on our way. Promises from Maverick City Music. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Danny Gokey is bringing the Stand in Faith Tour to your city with special guest Colton Dixon. Don't miss out on this fun night. Join Danny Gokey in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Bible Chapel on Friday, October 22nd. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now and going fast. So don't wait. Get more information at transparentproductions.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team, and they cool down fast so 
you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go, from picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the USA with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire infrared grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Besthotgrill.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Truly, by any estimation, it is hard to believe. That it's been 20 years. It really is hard to believe. 20 years has gone by in a flash. But here we are. Tomorrow will mark, of course, the 20th anniversary of September 11, 2001, when terrorists flew planes into World Trade Center. And changed life in America forever. Into the Pentagon and here in Shanksville, miraculously, thankfully. In the midst of the heartache and despair of that, but that uh, that's a, another story. Well, 20 years has passed, and of course, everyone uh, who was alive during that time has a story about what their life was like, what happened, and where they are now, what, what had changed in that intervening time. Paul McNulty is no different, but he has a very different perspective because he was in Washington, D.C. on that day. Paul McNulty, he is the ninth president of Grove City College. Now, prior to returning to Grove City, Paul spent 30 years in Washington, D.C. as an attorney in public service and in private practice. In 2005, the United States Senate unanimously confirmed Paul McNulty to the position of Deputy Attorney General, the second in command at the United States Department of Justice and the chief operating officer of the department's 100,000 employees. But Paul was with us right now to talk about that day, September 11th, 2001. Paul, welcome back. Thanks, John. It's good to be back with you. Paul, in today's Wall Street Journal, there is just a a really moving um, photo tribute. They picked five photographs from 9-11, and it's a snapshot. And they show the snapshot of the day um, right after the attacks. And then there's a little paragraph afterwards that follows up with the photographer who took the shot and the person who's featured in the shot like where they are 20 years later. Oh, and yes, it's, wonderful. It's really wonderful. And I think I'm going to ask you to do something similar, um, just in an audio way instead of a photographic way. Take us back to 20 years ago and tell us what that day was like for you, and then I'm going to fast forward and have you tell us how you've changed today. Mm. Well, that day started for me like it did for everyone as an ordinary Tuesday morning. I was taking my uh, two youngest children to their um, school where I dropped them off before I went down to the Department of Justice. I was a senior Justice Department official working with Attorney General Ashcroft and Deputy Attorney General Larry Thompson and FBI Director Bob Mueller. I'd been nominated by President Bush to be the chief prosecutor, the U.S. attorney in Eastern Virginia uh, and waiting Senate confirmation. So I was working uh, with them uh, in leading the department. I dropped my daughters off at about 8.20, and I headed down the 12-mile stretch to the Justice Department uh, headquarters. And of course, I didn't know that at that very moment as I was driving those 12 miles, already four planes were up in the air and um, things were beginning to happen. 
Um, in fact, Flight 11 out of Boston, American Airlines Flight 11 out of Boston, hit uh, World Trade Center 1 at uh, 8.46, and um, that was about the moment I was pulling into the parking garage. So I came into the Department of Justice building. I went to the Deputy Attorney General's office. We shared a suite together, and I said, um, did you hear about this plane? And he said yes, and at about that moment, just at about 9 o'clock, um, Flight 175, also out of Boston, United Airlines, um, crashed into World Trade Center 2. And so he and I realized that there was a terrorist attack in New York City. There we were in the Department of Justice headquarters, and we were wondering what now leading a DOJ investigation of a terrorist attack in New York. And as we were trying to determine what best steps to take, it was probably within the next 30 minutes most, um, or less than that, that Flight 77 out of Dulles hit the Pentagon, and we realized, no, this wasn't limited to New York City. This was going to be um, a much bigger um, terrorist uh, plot and attack. And so I went. Uh, we emptied the building. At that point, um, the White House was scrambling. The U.S. Capitol was evacuated for the first time in U.S. history. And um, I went to the command center with a skeletal crew at the roof of the Department of Justice. He went to a different location. And then um, from that command center, um, I was um, engaging in the DOJ response. I went across the street to the FBI's um, Strategic Information and Operations Center later that morning. But um, we basically then oversaw the department's response. And I, of course, dealt with Flight 93, um, not being known where, not knowing where it was, and then crashing in 1003 in uh, Somerset County. And um, and uh, so, yes, it was two hours of um, an incredible unfolding series of events resulting in nearly 3,000 people being killed in that two-hour period of time. So, Paul, after Flight 93 was confirmed to you, the fourth plane essentially that, that went down, was there? I'm sure there had to be conversation about how many planes are being commandeered. Was the, What was that conversation like? Yes, it was very confusing, John. Um, no one knew the scope or the extent. Now, there was an, um, an order from the FAA for um, all planes to land. There were over 4,000 flights in the air in the United States. And so all planes were finding uh, coming to uh, the closest airport. And that, too, by the way, was the first time in U.S. history. And so on the one hand, we were accounting for everything, but we knew that Flight 93 was still unaccounted for. So the FAA's order uh, came before that, and about a quarter to 10, maybe 9.30, quarter to 10, we're still trying to figure out where Flight 93 is. And no one really has a clear idea. Um, now, it was on the radar because they didn't turn off the flight, the, the transponder in the cockpit that they did in the other three flights. So the FAA was eventually able to figure out that it made the turn and was coming over Pittsburgh, uh, heading towards Washington, D.C., but I was sitting in the Department of Justice, you know, this command center was on the seventh floor. And I remember thinking at that moment, well, this plane could be coming to DOJ because we had been prosecuting terrorists for the past decade and who knows the targets. And I remember thinking, um, you know, at peace over the fact that this could be my day and was I ready. Um, but, you know, moved on very quickly once I got the news shortly after 10 that now we heard that Flight 93 was down. But, yeah, there was uh, just a lot of uncertainty as to how many planes were still in the sky and how many were heading to Washington. 
Um, of course, Flight 93 was heading to the dome of the Capitol, and the most significant providence of the day was that delay on the uh, runway at Newark for 40 minutes, and then a 46-minute delay before they attacked the uh, cockpit instead of the 15 minutes that was supposed to occur, mm-hmm. gave the passengers time to get on the phones, to hear what was happening, and to bring that plane down before it hit the dome of the Capitol, which would have been the biggest inflicted wound on our country, even um, you know, in comparison to the other um, sites that day. And 20 years later, Paul, none of us can get our minds around what we owe to those people. No, we can't. They're absolutely right. Uh, as Tom Ridge said, they won the first battle in the mm-hmm. war on terrorism that day. But, uh, no, what they did was historic. I was giving two speeches this week about it, and, you know, Todd Beamer praying the Lord's Prayer yeah. with Lisa Jefferson on the airphone um, just before he says, okay, are you ready? Let's roll. And uh, these individuals, all different places in their lives, very different people in many ways, um, suddenly coming together with this act of courage. And it was, by the way, a fierce battle when they attacked the cockpit. That's all recorded and, and all the family members, we played that to them um, for them because, you know, I became then the chief prosecutor and oversaw the, the prosecution of Zacharias Masali, who was one of the co-conspirators in all of this. Yes. And so the, the trial for this whole attack occurred in my district, and we dealt with thousands of victims in the next few years. And um, we let them listen to that recording, and um, we all heard the fierce struggle that took place for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm as the plane came crashing down. We're speaking with Paul McNulty. He's at Grove City College, where he's the president, but was in Washington, D.C., working for the United States government on September 11, 2001. Paul, those hours, that time when those flights were in the air and there was this great mystery and anxiety, in many ways, you know, um, you spent your life as a guy who was in charge. So that feeling of, in some ways, being impotent, that you had no control over the situation, and also as a man of faith, those two things combined, I mean, it had to be bewildering to you, vexing in many ways. Uh, what was that like, the emotion as, as those hours were going through you? You know, there have been a handful of times in my life um, when I've been involved in something that was a crisis moment, this top of the list, I'm sure, when you have this sinking feeling that everything that you had taken for granted up at that point was changing at that very moment. And you're, 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 you're immediately reconciling yourselves to that. Now, you know, that reconciliation process is one that, you know, um, (laughs) it is a process. It's different for everyone, but I do believe it's important every day for us to be grounded in the idea of God being sovereign over all history and to see nothing happening by chance and to know that he, is, uh, he reigns and he does all things well so that in those very moments, whether they're rare or more frequent, you can have peace. And I was comforted by that feeling of peace even as um, I was realizing that uh, this was going to be a mountain of uncertainty. I pulled over. After midnight that night, I headed home, and I drove right past the Pentagon. And I pulled over the side of the road and just sat there, watched the Pentagon in flames, cried a bit. Mm-hmm. But again, thought about the Lord being in charge and um, having to have the strength to um, take on what was going to be the, the next chapter. And the next chapter for me was the, um, the Sally coming. I was confirmed a couple of days later by the Senate 
and then Masali was transferred in November, and we indicted him, and that began a four-year process of uh, prosecution uh, of that particular case. Paul McNulty is the ninth president of Grove City College. We're talking about his remembrances of 9-11 20 years ago tomorrow when he was a, a senior-level official at the Justice Department. Um, so let me go back to um, the Wall Street Journal model that I mentioned at the start of our conversation, which is the snapshot of uh, 20 years ago and then catching up with both the photographer and with the subject of the photograph 20 years later. Um, how are you? How, how, how have you changed because of that day, Paul? Well, Kathy, I, I think it was a key day in um, taking those words I just said to you about understanding God's sovereignty and really, you know, um, applying them to my life in the most practical way. Uh, years after 9-11, um, I lost this 26-year-old son to cancer, uh, once again uh, faced that challenge of understanding that, that a loving God is in charge. Um, so... Uh, um, I can say that um, 20 years later, um, uh, I definitely enjoy a a wonderful peace by his grace. Of course, I wasn't one who lost a loved one on that day, so my experiences 20 years later are very different from what thousands and thousands of other people have been going through, and some still going through in terms of illnesses that they suffer as a result. But, Kathy, last night I got to speak to our students, those who came to a chapel program that we had, and I spoke on this very subject and I was speaking to um, uh, students who m- most of them weren't even born mm-hmm. um, at the time of the attack. And I was trying to impress upon them the importance for us to number our days aright, as the psalmist says, so that we too have a heart of wisdom when it comes to this, to have the empathy that is necessary that God calls us to, to lament, to weep with those who weep, uh, to understand how important it is for us to see this as the truth of God's world and to um, understand deep sorrow, but to always then have hope uh, because of what um, uh, God has done to, to save us and to be the best citizens, to be those who want to protect life more than anyone else uh, and resolve to um, you know, prevent this kind of thing um, as citizens going forward. Um, I don't know how much I connected with them. You know, Our students today seem to be more caught up in whether or not they have to wear masks because of COVID. And I try to impress upon them, you need to put these things in perspective, you know, yeah. a little bit of mask wearing compared to people jumping out of the top floors of the World Trade Center's um, 80 stories so that they didn't have to be burned alive um, is important for you to have perspective on any kind of difficulty that you may be experiencing right now. Amen to that. Boy, that's a good word, Paul. That sure is, Paul. Listen, uh, we could go on for a long time, but unfortunately our time is over. But thank you as always. Your insight is very valuable. Certainly your leadership uh, with the Department of Justice and today at Grove City College. Uh, It's something we're all grateful for, Paul. We are truly. So thank you so much, Paul. Well, thanks for the time to talk to you, and uh, blessings to both of you. Bye-bye now. And to you as well. That's Paul McNulty, ninth president of Grove City College, um, also former deputy attorney general for the United States. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, our Friday feature, This or That, it is a, a weekly delve into the ridiculousness of choice. This or That, that's next. Friday, September 17th, Latshaw Productions presents six-time Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Amy Grant, 7.30 p.m. live at the Palace Theatre Greensburg. Leave me alone. 
singing her most beloved songs from favorite classic hits to crossover favorites. Amy Grant, Friday, September 17th. Tickets on sale now at the Palace Theater box office or at thepalacetheater.org. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. As everyone knows, home values have skyrocketed. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity. Why not use your home's equity to upgrade your house? How about a new pool in your backyard or a new kitchen? Turn your home's equity into cash with a cash-out refinance loan from Cash Call Mortgage. If your mortgage interest rate doesn't start with a 2, we may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash. See just how low our rates are at CashCallMortgage.com. Get started on upgrading your house with a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM. Pittsburgh. Did you know that migraine is a disabling disease affecting over 36 million Americans? The pain of migraine sufferers is often so bad their lives just stop. The American Migraine Foundation helps people living with migraine to find the support and treatment they need. If you, a friend, or a family member suffer from migraine, go to AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to learn more, find help, and get connected. Make your move against migraine. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 53. A delightful start to the weekend tomorrow with mostly sunny skies and a high of 76. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 64. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Sunday will reach a high of 84. Monday will be humid. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds and a high of 86. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It's time now for this or that. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we really need this. All right, this or that. Kath, okay. uh, you first or myself? Um, I want to. I want to receive. I'm you going, shall receive. I'm going the uh, twenty-five thousand dollars pyramid route. Already. <clears throat> Plantar fascia <laughs> boils. <laughs> uh, after this week, I'll choose boils. Boils. Thank you. You're Thank pro you. boils. Just, okay. It's been a bad week. All right. Waxing, waning. <laughs> um, I 
So we're talking about the moon. We're not talking about hair removal. Yes. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna choose the waxing. All right. In the same vein, a grand entrance, a grand exit. Mm, I would go. Uh, that. Hmm. I'm going to go with entrance, and then maybe I can just sneak out the back door at the end <laughs> after I've embarrassed myself. Hey, that was really cool. Oh, where'd she go? Yeah, she's gone. All right. Meg Ryan. Oh. Jennifer Garner. Oh, that's not fair. This or that. All right. I'm choosing Jen because she's my friend. Jennifer Garner. <laughs> Beth Moore. That's, that's this or that. Fair. I shouldn't be. It's not allowed. It's this or that. Transgress is a rule. How am I... Those are my two good friends. All right, Beth. Beth Moore. But, Jen, you came in a super close second. Yeah, she's mad now. Flabby neck, (laughs) flabby arms. (laughs) Oh, well, the flabby neck you can't do much about, but the flabby arms you sure can. So I'm going to, I think the flabby, I'll choose the flabby arms because I can do something about them. Wrinkles, bags under your eyes. Um, I I guess I choose wrinkles. What kind of choice is that? This or that? This is horrible. Pearl Harbor, nine eleven. What? Well, how are you? Sp- this or that, Kath? What that kind of question is that? <laughs> I, I can I say I choose Pearl Harbor? Very good. Okay. I'll lighten things up a little. Thank you. Please do. Pineapple. <laughs> mango. Oh, pineapple. I don't like mango. Oh, I love mango. Yeah, Are you like kidding it. me? Spandex. <laughs> Polyester. Spandex. McFlurry. <laughs> frosty. Oh, okay. I go frosty. Hey. Because I think McFlurry tastes that like there's a lot of artificial things happening there. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, Frosty's all natural. <laughs> Sandals. Crocs. Uh, sandals. Very nice. But I do love I do love a croc, John. All right. That is my this or that. All right, John, you've had a bad week. Oh, it's just, how, today yeah, continues I know, on, does I know, it not? I know. So for those of you who haven't been following along, uh, John's beloved dog, who we all love deeply, has just passed away. Uh, John was uh, in a terrible car accident in Squirrel Hill Tunnels, and today with his lawnmower, he ran over a bee's nest. And was stung maybe a dozen times. So I give you... The things have to be looking up edition of this or that. Okay. Okay. Number one. Yeah. I can see clearly now the rain is gone Mm. by Johnny Nash Mm -hmm. or Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Oh, yeah. Walking on Sunshine. Yeah. Give me that beat. The collapse of the Berlin Wall in Germany Mm. or the overthrow of Ceausescu in Romania. I mean, I wasn't there for either. I'm just saying this Uh, or that, John. I'm saying uh, just for photo op, I'm going Berlin Wall. I, don't, I think there's probably more important things at play than the photo op. But you see okay. the sledgehammers bring the wall down. That's pretty cool. Number three. The 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers with a better run game. Please, I beg you. Please. Or the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> anything. I'll take anything other than the 2021 20, Pittsburgh Pirates. Give me the, give me the Steelers. Number four. James Corden or Jimmy Fallon? Uh, yes. I don't have a lot to invest in either one, to be honest. Uh, give me uh, James Corden. Okay. Number five. Yep. Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Yeah. 
or Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doing Julie Andrews. Okay. Uh, continuing on with the things have to be looking up edition of this or that. Very nice. A post-COVID trip to Italy or yeah. a post-COVID trip to Bali? Uh, yeah, i got to go to Italy. Yeah, please. I'd love to. All Can right. you book those flights immediately? I would like to. Thank you. I, number seven, Steeler rookie running back Najee Harris mm-hmm. or Steeler rookie tight end Pat Fryermuth? Uh, yeah, i got to go with Najee Harris. Okay, because right. things have to be looking up. Yeah, please. Number eight, VE Day or VJ Day? Oh. Uh, well, VE Day I'm going for because, you know, that, that was like the end is nigh. VJ Day, well, you know, that's a whole other story. Number nine, Jason Gay writing for the Wall Street Journal or Ann Kennedy writing for Pathios? Both excellent writers uh, and both very funny writers. Very funny. I mean, Jason Gay, and he covers a lot of different territory. And they're both very comical and insightful. But Ann Kennedy's a regular on our show. I'm going hometown proud. Okay. Number 10. Yep. Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote Uh or Every Last One of the Golden Girls? Every Last One of the Golden Girls. That wraps it up. 101.5 WORD. Seems like it was yesterday. September 11th, a national day of remembrance. Have you forgot about September 11th? A day we called upon God. America today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. Remembering September 11th, 2001, 101.5 WORD, in God we trust. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. Tonight, join Word FM to watch them take on the Tri-City Valley Cats at 7.05. But come early. The first 500 there when the gates open at Six, get a free WORD t-shirt while supplies last. Hear players share personal stories of faith and testimony before the game. And stick around afterward for the final fireworks show of the year. It's going to be wild. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things tonight. Get tickets now at wordfm.com slash wildthings. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Olive got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. But on top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. 
I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite, and in our first stock, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Our next guest used to make fun of the Israelites in the Old Testament. It sounds like a nice guy. And that's just the half of it, believe me. Misha Willett is with us. We love Misha. He is um, a poet, author of the Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, academic articles appear widely. He teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. But today, here today to talk to us about miracles, an essay that he wrote called Small Letters and Sparrows. Hey, Misha, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's such a joy to be with you guys again. Yeah, so John has outed you as someone who mocks the uh, Old Testament Israelites, so that seems harsh. <laughs> I feel like I have to defend myself quickly. In Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> in case someone has finished with their commute and is moved to self. People are outraged um, already, Misha. <laughs> you're going to get calls about this one. Of course. Okay, but the, but yeah, the, well, the, yeah, the Israelite story in the Old Testament, their relationship with God is really honest the way it's told. I mean, it's not a pretty story. You know, if it was some fable or it was a Greek myth or something, it would have like a clear point of, you know, this is, you know, the right and wrong and whatever. And really, it's it's a tale of a wandering people, yeah? Right, and, and the people would be more heroic, you'd think, yeah. in, in an alternate telling of it. The thing, that, the thing that bothered me about those stories, because I grew up uh, reading the Bible and, and in church and listening to Christian radio and Christian music. The thing that bothered me was how often the Israelites brought up the same thing. That was one of the things. They're always talking about their deliverance from the promised land. And I thought, I remember you just told this story, you know, just a few pages ago. And then some prophet will stand up and say, do you remember the time you were delivered? And I thought, oh, come now, of course, we, we hear about nothing else. They must remember, must remember that thing. So that's where it started for me. And then I also thought that they... They seem to keep forgetting God's presence, right, in those narratives. And I think, you know, we living in the 21st century, we have to we have to hack it on faith. We have to think, well, you said it, and I believe it, and that's the way it is. And and some of us get signs in our lives, and some of us don't. But the Israelites had a pillar of fire to walk behind. It's a pre- it's a pretty <laughs> amazing supernatural occurrence, and kind of memorable. Exactly. Kind of memorable. When would you think, oh, maybe there's no God? But your your friends would all say, but don't you remember? <laughs> that just happened. You, you remember seeing that huge and the water parted? You remember all that? It, I think it would be hard to be an unbeliever in that situation. And yet, given given the prophets, apparently some of them were. Yes. Okay, so that's a big thing, right? A gigantic thing. And miracles, though, as you say, come in, in many ways, you know, small shapes and sizes. Now, you've had a couple of things that you would consider miraculous uh some people might call it a coincidence or you know just something that was oddly happening but go into that a little bit misha yeah right there i'm I'm just wondering what counts as a miracle i suppose because we always think about you know sight restored to the blind and and the lame walking and that and for sure those are miracles but i'm wondering where the threshold is when when something just counts as a, a bit of grace or when i can count it truly miraculous so one occasion i was i was teaching at a new university and it was a, I was an adjunct. And so I had a, a windowless room with 
artificial lighting in it, and I don't do well with fluorescent lighting. Mm. And I'm kind of an aesthetic, as you might have known about me. I'm a poet. You know, I, yeah. I want things to be beautiful around me. And, and so I was sitting in there lamenting my fate, and I, and I actually prayed. And, and that's the thing about these miracles. I don't always pray for them, but this time I said, God, I don't know what I want you to do about this, but I'm so uncomfortable in this room, <laughs> and could anything be done? And while I'm praying, there's a knock on the door, and a colleague comes by and says, Hey, Misha, do you need anything to make this place feel cozier, like a lamp? And I just, like, I was busy praying for that thing, like, Lord, would you send a lamp my way? And I, I knew it was ridiculous. That's cool. And yet he showed up. It was right there in his hand. Uh, and I thought, now, is that a miracle? Mm-hmm. So he, is God just taking care of me in, in a small way? And if he keeps doing that, it will add up to a miracle, you know? Right. And so that story, I think, you know, because I, I could tell you stories that are similar, right? So every day I believe that there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of miracles that happen in this world, but in our busyness or our laissez-faire, we just go right by them. That's probably right. So that's what I'm trying to get better at. As I, if I tell people these stories, they always have another one, right, that happened to them. This is not unique to me by any means. People say, oh, well, one time this happened to me or that happened to me. And I think, I think as, as a people, as, as Christians, we need to get better at, at telling these things. Um, mm-hmm. I think the more often, and we need to be, be like the Israelites and repeat the stories over and over again. Like, this is a time when I know God was faithful to me. Yeah, I agree. L- listen, I was, this, well, I'm just going to say what happened. I was um, at my weekly therapy appointment. And I was talking to my therapist. This was maybe a month or two ago. And all of a sudden, and now this is like, I'm paying her to help me, yeah. right? This is like, a cl- this, this is a clinical appointment. Like she's a certified professional, um, but she's also a believer in Jesus. And as I was, as we were talking about some things, all of a sudden I felt like, you know what? I need to tell her this story because I need to witness to what God did. I need to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I, I told her the story and it brought her to tears and I don't know why it brought her to tears, but I just saying it out loud, I knew was the right thing. I thought we have to tell these stories. This is how we, this is how we are brothers and sisters, right? Is we talk about our good father. Um, and this makes it, it makes us more of a family. I couldn't agree more. And you never know who you're benefiting, right? Sometimes the teller needs to tell it, but sometimes you have to tell it for the hearer's sake, yes. right? You don't know, but but that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit when you have those moments to to share in that way. Sometimes you're strengthening your own faith, and sometimes it's it's the larger body. Talk about being in England when you had a weird dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... A number of times this has happened to me where I've had a, a dream narrative that alerts me to something. Um, and, you know, like everybody, I'm skeptical about these things. I don't know what to make of them. Uh, so one time I was, I was staying in England and I was in a hostel. And all of a sudden I dreamed two specific characters. I was on a study abroad trip. Two of my classmates, I could see them sitting in a bar being hit on by, by various lads, various guys over there. Um, and I thought, that's odd, you know, what, why is that? And it's the middle of the night, I'm all groggy and I don't know what's happening. But for whatever reason, I just got up out of my bed and I put my shoes on and I put a shirt on and I ran across the field where our hostel was straight to a pub that I'm not sure I knew was there. Hmm. 
Um, and right outside, I found the two of them in, in the middle of the night, you know, it was after closing bell, uh, laying in that field. You know, they had gotten all dressed up in party clothes and things like that. And they were trying to find their way back to the hostel. But both, both of them were completely drunk and didn't know where they were. And I don't know how many guys were around that might have taken advantage of them or what kind of trouble they might have gotten in that night. But it was just the strangest thing because it was pure impulse. I didn't think, should I do this? And I didn't know why I even left in the first place. I just had a dream that they're in this bar and they're in this kind of trouble and I need to get up now. And you and and you, didn't, you didn't know, like they didn't come to you earlier in the day and say, hey, we're going to go out tonight. And I'm a little concerned about what might happen to me. Yeah, right. Right. No, I didn't, I didn't know them that well. They were just, but I just, the eeriest thing about it for some reason to me was that it was those two, right? I didn't find just two random people. It was, I could see their faces. I knew where they were sitting in the bar and what the people looked like who were talking to them, That's even though so I never weird. saw them. Right. Okay. But the, that, that now, Misha, at the same time, right, you, you hear this a lot. People say, well, God told me. And right. so, and so then you kind of go, um, you know, may, I don't know uh, who am I to say that, right? God told me in some outrageous thing. So mm-hmm. there, there's that, right? I mean, what do you, what do you listen yeah. to? I and mean, what does the Holy Spirit present where you say, yes, this is real, this is true, or maybe it's just, you know, uh, a bad peanut? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I try to be careful with that sort of language. I know people that aren't, and I love those people who have daily visitations uh, from God, and they say, God told me to do this, he told me to do this. I tend to err on the side of caution with that. But I will say that I, it's never been wrong. Like, I've never had a dream that I should hurry up and do this, and I've done it, and nothing happened. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. run out to the middle of the night and just stand around and then go back to bed. Like, it's, the promise has never been unfulfilled. Um, but that's something that's, it, it's important to That's absolutely fascinating, Misha. I mean, we, we spent... We've known you for about a year, probably. We've talked about a lot, a lot of poetry, talked about a lot of books, mm-hmm. but we've never talked about this. And I, it's first of all, it's fun to get to know you better. But second of all, it's a really thought-provoking idea. Like how much – I think it's a John Piper quote. He says, you know, at any one time, God is doing 10,000 things in your life and you're aware of one of them. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, – I apologize for not bringing that up earlier. This is something I'm trying to be better at is, is – performing this sort of liturgy of gratitude yeah, that's to good. intentionally go into the things I'm thankful for. That's yeah, good. thanks for being here. Yeah, Misha Willett is with us. Uh, the piece that he's talking about is called Small Letters and Sparrows. It appears in the newest issue of the Mockingbird magazine, which we highly recommend. Misha Willett, Small Letters and Sparrows, What Qualifies as a Miracle Worth Recounting? Thanks, Misha. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents An Evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley, Friday, September 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Learn the situation on the ground, who the key players are, and how we can still make a difference. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Maybe you've missed church because of the pandemic. Maybe it's been years since you've come, or maybe you've never darkened a church door. But maybe it's time to discover God's love, God's truth, God's purpose for your life. 
Join us at First Presbyterian Church, 326th Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh, Sunday mornings at 1045 or online at fpcp.org. You are welcome here. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Welcome to another episode of Ask Tomorrow. I'm your host, Tomorrow. Better sleep makes for a better me. And Casper's cooling collection has everything hot sleepers need to keep cool all night long. Like the Wave Hybrid Snow Mattress for over 12 hours of cooler sleep. Okay, next caller. Hi, Tomorrow. I need to break up with my boyfriend. Any suggestions? Uh, get him a breathable mattress protector. It helps hot sleepers stay cool. I think I'll just go with flowers. Yeah, none of my exes appreciated the mattress protector either. Casper. Love your tomorrow. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway? Where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Hey, we're streaming on YouTube, The Word Pittsburgh. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can watch the show. We're here. You see, I'm waving right yeah, now. Hi. Hello, I'm hello. Waving. Hello to you. Hello. Yeah, Good there's also uh, a bunch of clips there, interesting interviews. Fun stuff that we've done. You All can right. check out. The word Pittsburgh. All right. I want to ask you about dreams because yeah. Misha Willett was just talking about that in our last segment. Mm. And that story about him having the dream about the two women and the pub and he ran out. I mean, it was that, that's crazy. He saved his yeah, Do you dream like that? Um, I dream, but I'm, I've never dreamed something that immediate that I woke up and had to take action. No. But Are your dreams meaningful? To me, they are. I believe so. Here's the weird thing. And, of course, it's said that we all dream. Whether we remember those dreams or Mm -hmm. not is an entirely different matter. Generally, I'll say generally, and this happens often, I remember dreams of me flying. And I dream regularly about me flying. So much so that when I'm in the dream flying, I'll tell myself about myself flying and not to be anxious because I've done this many times before. Right. Yeah, I'm an old pro at this. Right? Right. Yeah. I don't have meaning. I have a lot of dreams. Yeah. I think my dreams are very entertaining, but they're not meaningful. Like there's no message to you. No. Nothing that's. Christy, do you have meaningful dreams? No, usually just me falling. Falling. Oh, you have falling, falling dreams. dreams. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? So, what's the difference so, between me flying and you falling? Well, it like wakes me. Up. I like jerk awake. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I no. Scary. 
I haven't had that. I mean, I have had falling dreams, but not not regularly. And I've had flying dreams, but not regularly. Yeah. More, my dreams are just kind of outrageous. And I wake up and think... What the heck was that all about? No, I think that was impressive. I think that was like a that was a good tale. Well, how about I was people telling. who do dream journals? They wake up and write their dreams Remember? down. So Is that Duffy's? Yeah, New Mike, our, our former wife. producer, his his wife, Mrs. New Mike, used to do She's that. She's got all a the dream time. journal. She might still do that because she believes that God's speaking to her in her dreams regularly. And so she cultivates that. And my dreams are ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I enjoy them. But there, there's never anything serious. My on. dreams, generally, I'm sitting like on top of a building, like I'm a pigeon, and ready, to, and I jump <laughs> off and then fly around and feel good about it, and think, don't, don't get anxious because you're not going to die, and then I just fly some more. Isn't the dream memory interesting? <laughs> like if I dream I've been to a city, it looks totally different than the real city. But then if I dream about it again, I dream about the same dream city. <laughs> Why is that? You're fooling yourself. It's weird. It is weird. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Inflation continues eating away at the value of our money. Inflation at the wholesale level rocketed higher last month, up 8.3% from August of last year. It's the biggest annual gain since the Labor Department started calculating the 12-month figure 11 years ago. The Labor Department's report on August consumer prices is due out Tuesday. An economist expect those prices to have moderated slightly from July's 5.4% annual increase. That's Rich Thomason reporting. A leading scientist behind the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine says booster shots may be unnecessary for many people. Oxford University professor Sarah Gilbert says the immunity from the vaccine holding up very well, even against the Delta variant. Stocks are wobbling on uh, Wall Street. Uh, the Dow is now down 81 points. The Nasdaq, 26 points lower. This is SRN News. <laughs> it's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. Tonight, join Word FM to watch them take on the Tri-City Valley Cats at 7.05. But come early. The first 500 there when the gates open at 6. Get a free WORD t-shirt while supplies last. Hear players share personal stories of faith and testimony before the game. And stick around afterward for the final fireworks show of the year. It's going to be wild. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. Tonight, get tickets now at wordfm.com slash Wild things. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Is your vehicle out of sync? Turn to the experts at Veteran Auto in Swickley, a veteran and family-owned business that is ready to serve you and your vehicle. Located on Glen Mitchell Road in Swickley, Veteran Auto offers general automotive service, maintenance, diagnostics, tire service, plus inspections and emissions on all automotive makes and models. Veteran Auto in Swickley. Call 412-366-7432 or find them on the web at VeteranAutoInc.com. Veteran Auto, still serving America. Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. 
see reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-351-4596. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-351-4596. 800-351-4596. 800-351-4596. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 53. A delightful start to the weekend tomorrow with mostly sunny skies and a high of 76. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 64. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Sunday will reach a high of 84. Monday will be humid. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds at a high of 86. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Uh, Friday afternoon, do you not love a snack? A Friday afternoon snack Mm. is a better snack than any other day. I think think you're right there. You bring these, um, talk about these. So, I love nuts. It's a big part of my diet. Mm -hmm. It was a bigger part of my diet before I had a kidney stone last Uh-oh. year, and I had to Uh-oh. swear off of almonds, which was a very sad moment. <clears throat> but so good, though. I got these new cashews at Giant Eagle. They're the Market District brand. And they, they're just salt and pepper cashews. There's nothing else on them. Are they fabulous? They're incredible. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I could eat the whole thing. I'm telling you. So good. Please, Christy, could you call the Giant Eagle people? Got you guys. We'll get some free ones. Could you? Oh, no. We, I, I, I'm, I'm not working need, that. I don't want to work that angle. I don't even free ones. I think I'd just like to advocate for well, them. Well, no, I'd take a free one. Okay. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, just say, I'll have some of his. I'm not saying it because I'm saying it. Mm. You know, just, you know, hey, could you send me? You know, anyway, rather, they're rather very, they're very delicious. More conversation about snacks coming up later when we do uh, the mm. Week in Review. Talk about what we ate this week. You know, during the five or four o'clock hour, we forgot. Oh, your weekend has begun. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Five minutes the poor past. people listening at 4.05 didn't know that their weekend had begun. With bated breath. Five Terrible. minutes past the 5 o'clock hour, truly, uh, in this corner of the world, all is right and well. Happy Friday to mm-hmm. you. Terrific. And plus, I'm going to the beach. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, my wife just texted me and said, hey, all right, you're almost out. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going on vacation next week. That's it, just annoying. Just, I'm so sorry. And I, you know, yeah, here's the, Listen here's to the how sorry he is. I am, he's I am. just cry me a river. Because you're my partner here, yeah, and whenever whatever. one of us goes away, they kind of go, oh, you got to pick up the burden yeah, of the carrying that. Yeah, to suffer. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But I'll be sitting at the beach last uh, What next beach week. are you going to, John? I'm going to Ocracoke. Okay. And I'm going to drive down to uh, 
through the Outer Banks, and then from the Outer Banks, you get on 12 South, which is a two-lane highway. I love 12 South. And then from 12 South, it's it just stops, and then there's a little ferry there, a boat. You get on that little and take your car on there and take about a half an hour drive, and then you drive your car off. And there you are on this little slip of land. I mean, it's it's nothing. And you know what? The cool thing about it is, you know, like when you go to the beach, I, I never, people go to the beach and then there's like 10,000 people around you. Mm-hmm. This is not that. I, I even really sort of hesitate to talk about it because you go out there to where I'm going and you look like way down to your left, like a football field away, way down to your right, another football. There's nobody there. I mean, like no one. <laughs> It's like, how does that even happen? First time I was there, I was like. I mean, that's desolate. Oh, it's so good. And it's off season, which is not even Even better. better. Yeah. So. Okay. Let me ask you if you've, if you've had the same thought. This, this just tells you how self-centered I can be. Not that that any of you need like a reminder of how self-centered I can be, but I'm just trying to be honest I had a friend who used to say anyway, getting back to me. Exactly. When you go someplace, when you travel to a place that you really love, Mm -hmm. like for example, this just the reason I bring it up is this just happened to me last night when I was on Instagram. There's a little town in Germany. It's uh like southwest it's well, it's kind of like in the middle of Germany, Marburg. It's a little tiny university town. Mm-hmm. Brothers Grimm wrote some of their fairy tales there. Frightening. It's really a fab I mean, of all the places I went in Germany, this was my that favorite. Was it. it has a beautiful medieval square. It's just it's unbelievably beautiful and incredibly old. Anyway, I often think about how much I enjoyed being there. And there was one night that I spent there where it was it was it had been like a 100-degree day. I was there in uh, beginning of July. And I was out there at midnight. It was 80 degrees. So it was really hot. And everybody was talking. There were people talking all sorts of different languages. At midnight. At midnight. There was this beautiful town square. It was just an... It was like a, a contemporary conversation happening all around me with in an incredibly old place. And I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm back, you know, I, I often, you know, look at photographs and such from Germany on Instagram. And last night, someone is in Marburg. Mm-hmm. And so they have a little video, Marburg. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, is that still going on? Mm-hmm. Because when you're not there, part of you thinks like that's shut down. Right, exactly. Right. So when so when you think of Ocracoke, you're like, oh, it's still going on there, right? Or my, my like the fear, waves are still going, like the Ocracoke still doing that. This is thing. happening, like it just kind of happens, when, like when I'm there. Or my fear is by me saying that, me talking about it, we're all going to show up. Exactly, Christy and I are going, and all of a sudden I'm going to show up. I'm excited about it. Christy. Let's go. I think it's going to be a good trip. And now all of a sudden, you know what's going to be there instead? A get go on the beach. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's ruined. Oh, it's like just by talking about it, I somehow have jinxed it. Please don't email me. I've jinxed it, <laughs> you know, and there's there's a problem with that. Like, uh, oh, the cat's out of the bag, whatever right. that means. And, uh, you know, yeah. I remember when I left Niagara Falls last time I was there, which was maybe 10 years ago. That's still going on. I said to Eric, when we were my husband, when we was driving home, I was like, you think that's still going uh, yeah, water spike. Yeah, I think it's probably still going. I guess so. Uh, but that's how we are because yeah, know, our world we're, is we're about. We're just that. We're that egocentric right i'm in a bubble everything happens in my bubble in your bubble well we oh, our bubble intersects between four and six it does right but the rest of the time i wonder is that still going on is kathy emmons that's still going on you're going to be thinking that next tuesday at 405 <laughs> that's not still going is it <laughs>
Actually, it is. Yeah, no, I'll be at the beach, you know. Actually, and I, I'm looking at the weather, you know, oh, it looks like good, but then it might be some rain. And I, how bad can it be? It can't be bad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are you going to take a good book, like a book oh, yeah. you can like read, read? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what are you taking? I got several. Oh. Uh, a, a new book that I uh, that I bought specifically for this trip, which I'm greatly looking forward to. Let me uh, let me pull it up here because I don't want to misrepresent it. Uh, it is called. <clears throat> and we read. T- I mean, f- for our jobs, we read books all the time. We read serious books. We read books of theology. Right. We read books of contemporary Christian thought. All those sorts of things. Are you going to be reading any books like that on your vacation? No. This book <laughs> is called Thunderstruck. It's by Eric Larson. And what's it about? Um, it is about. Let me see here. I'm sorry. It's. I know it's a murder. And it's oh. a, here, in Thunderstruck. Eric Larson tells the interwoven stories of two men, Holly Crippen, a very unlikely murderer, and Gigliano Marconi, the obsessive creator of a seemingly supernatural means of communication whose lives intersect during one of the greatest criminal chases of all time. I look forward to it. That sounds awesome. I think so. I mean, Marconi, the radio guy, guy. and a murder mystery. I'm happy to sit on the beach and read that. All right. All right, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're really excited to talk with Leslie Haskin. She's one of America's favorite, most inspirational survivors. She's turned tragedy into triumph following her unbelievably personal experience of September 11th, 2001. All right, but before that, what do grandparents and ham have in common? What? I mean, there's a cross-section there of ham and grandparents, and here to talk to us about that. I didn't know that. Marsha, answer the riddle. (laughs) I can answer the riddle. <laughs> well, grandparents love old-fashioned food, like old-fashioned Springhouse hickory smoked ham. And we are celebrating Grandparents Day this Sunday with our hickory smoked ham and roast turkey and stuffing and all the fixings meal. Nice. So there, that, I solved the riddle. <laughs> Very wow. Good. Very all good. right. That sounds really good, Marcia. So if people want to do that, is that like a reservation needed type of thing? No, no, you don't need a reservation. Okay. Just come on out, and um, we've got picnic tables outside, and we've got lots of seats inside. It should be nice and cool. We're going to have live music that day, and um, it's going to be a really big, yummy meal. We're going to do um, the, the roast turkey from that. We're going to make gravy, serve it over the hand-peeled mashed potatoes. We'll have homemade applesauce, all kinds of veggie casseroles on the side, and it's going to be very delicious. I can't Excellent. wait. <laughs> mm, yeah, Grandparents' Day at the Spring House. But wait, Marcia, before you leave, there's more. Kath and I are obsessed about this, and we've yet to do this. We talk, I mean, this is weird, but we talk regularly about the nitro chocolate milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the heck? Now, explain that again. No. Okay. So it is called, we're calling it morning milking because Sam created it, and he said he needs it when he has to get up and milk the cows early in the morning. So it is made with nitro brew. And you know, nitro brew is 10 times the strength of regular coffee. What? I like it. Yes, yes. So it has a kick. And like I said, it makes my heart beat. Mm. So, <laughs> And you mix that and with we'll, chocolate milk. Your chocolate milk. Oh, with white milk. White milk. Oh, with white milk. Oh, not I thought it was milk. chocolate milk. No, no, not chocolate. That's a maybe someday thing. But right now it's just um, morning, milking, morning milking high test coffee milk. And it is really yummy. People have loved it. Fabulous. All right. We're coming down, Marcia. Now, when you make, okay. when you make nitro ice cream, I am mm-hmm. going to like walk there. Or nitro oh, okay. ham. Nitro ham. You make some nitro ham. That'd be really fabulous. Okay, that's... <laughs> wee, wee. That's kind of good. This little piggy went to market. Wee. Thanks, Marsh. Bye, guys. Grandparents hate the Springhouse this Sunday. 
WORD. This September 11th, we remember their names, their faces, their lives. Secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal work, moms and dads, friends and neighbors, the best of America. No one will keep that light from shining. Remembering September 11th, 101.5 WORD. One station under God. One nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Watch as the Pirates take on the Nationals this Sunday afternoon. Join Word FM for Faith Day at PNC Park. The game begins at 1.05 p.m. Afterwards, stick around to hear inspirational stories from Pirates players and coaches on how faith has impacted their lives both on and off the field. That's Faith Day this Sunday at PNC Park, sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Thrivent Financial. Don't miss it. Get your tickets now at pirates.com forward slash faith. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think now, especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue, and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot, and I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. The Dynavite, the being at home, working with them, they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. The Lighthouse Foundation's Soaring for Hope Annual Gala is their largest fundraiser of the year. Just by attending, you'll be making a difference in the lives of those facing homelessness, in need of financial assistance, transportation, hunger, and more, who are quietly, often anonymously, looking for help. Enjoy the basket raffle, silent auction, dinner, possibly win $1,000, or a trip to Hawaii. It's all happening at the Butler Country Club September 24th. To attend RSVP now at thelighthousepa.org. Oftentimes when we talk about September 11th, you say, where were you? Where were you on September 11th? What was your story? And of course, everyone you know chimes in. But our next guest, Leslie Haskin, she was there and deeply scarred by the events of that day. Uh, the loss of many, many friends and coworkers. It altered her life in innumerable ways. And she's here to talk to us about that. Leslie, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming along. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Leslie, this is um, a really difficult anniversary for a lot of people, and I know that you're one of them. And so we'd just love to hear whatever you're able or willing to share with us about what September 11th, 2001 was like for you. Well, um, I I know you've heard this a thousand times, or it's almost starting to sound cliche, but it started as a normal day just a beautiful beautiful day and um from the from the moment i think we arrived in the office and started our day the minute that plane hit the building everything changed so i'm I'm sorry so just to clarify the office is the world trade center right our offices were on the 36th and 37th floor of tower one which is the north tower of the world trade center and what did you do there? I was the executive director for uh, our operations and IT area. So I was in charge of the strategic direction of the organization, making sure that um, our project and our IT portfolio uh, met the criteria in order to deliver that strategic vision of the executives. Okay. Um, and, yeah. And then so on September 11th um, at, you know, shortly before 8, you know, shortly after 8.30, what were you doing? 
Um, I was having a cup of coffee going over to my, I went over to my assistant's desk to um, have a conversation with her about an issue that we were having the day before. And in the middle of my sentence, we heard this loud rumbling sound. We felt it at the same time. And then at the same time, the windows began to explode and the buildings just really shook violently and then it tilted left and tilted right and it never righted itself. So from the moment the plane hit the building, we knew that the building was coming down. We knew that from the inside. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't imagine standing in that room and the windows are exploding in the World Trade Center, which is this gigantic structure is listing from side to side. So what was what happened inside your brain? I mean, this was unimaginable. What were you saying to yourself? You know, I get asked that question a lot. And, you know, our instinct we learn is to fight or flight. And there was chaos all around us. There was and no place for us to go because from the minute the plane hit and the, the windows started to explode, there was debris and body parts and pieces of the plane slamming against the walls from the outside of the building. And from the inside of the building, we could hear people screaming, being burned alive, asking for help. Elevators were falling. It was it was unimaginable and too big for us to deal with. So since we couldn't run, the only thing we could do was fight. And the way that we fought was to disconnect emotionally from what was happening. So nothing was going through my mind. I became, and, and those around me, we became like robots, just focused on moving down the stairs to get out of the building. I see. So then that's what you did. Did someone say, we have to get out of here, let's go to the stairwells, and oh, you knew where they were? Oh, yeah. From the from the beginning, folks were screaming and running, and someone was saying, um, get out of here, the building's going to fall, the building's going to fall. Really? People were screaming all kinds of things. And, you, you know, in, in corporate America, in those offices, you have those drills on where the exits are and how to get out. So we had those drills. We knew where to go. The problem was that the the stairwells were not wide enough to accommodate so many of us. So we were some of us were waiting to get into the stairwell. There were we were just jammed in there like sardines, trying to move and and get out of there. So. So a very slow procession down the steps. People are anxious. Um, Did you think uh, your life is over? Oh, yes. Yes, I think that's what everybody on some level we were all thinking because we were all crying. We were holding hands. There were people praying. And I'd never heard, you know, looking back, I think about all of the different languages of prayer that I heard people praying in so many different languages and so many different times. I'd never heard that and haven't heard it since. So, yeah, I think on some level, we thought we were going to die. Leslie, uh, how long did it take you to exit the building? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you that by the time we got down the stairs, um, we were trapped in the stairs for a few minutes because what I learned now is that when the second plane hit, the door that we were exiting from was slammed shut. And because the building was in so much chaos and um, that 
we couldn't get the door open again. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we finally were able to move through the stairs to another landing to start exiting, we went across the concourse level, and that's where the jumpers were. So we were waiting with the firemen to help us you know, kind of navigate through what you can imagine we were navigating through, um, and then to another um, escalator and then down. So when we got, when I finally got out of the building, that's when um, the tower fell. So I was getting on the ferry and I heard the rumbling. I heard people screaming. I heard the, the, I I keep calling it a tramp, like a, a trampling sound. I can't even describe the sound of the rumbling of the building and the people running and screaming and then all of the smoke and the dust was everywhere. Leslie Haskin is with us. She's one of America's uh, most inspirational survivors of 9-11. She is the author of five books, including the New York Times bestseller Between Heaven and Ground Zero. Um, Leslie, after the attack, after the ferry, um, what happened to you? I suffered a mental break. I was diagnosed with severe post-traumatic stress disorder, and I was committed to a psychiatric hospital. I was convinced that the Taliban was after me personally, and I couldn't get my mind to disconnect from the events of 9-11. So in essence, for me, I was continuing to relive the events in my mind. Right. Now, that stress, uh, I'm sure the events of that day, but then post the events, you mm-hmm. realize that people that you knew and worked and loved with, multiple people had died. How many people that you know passed away? Um, it, it, it was at, at 9-11, it was 22. Um, today, it's at 53 um, because of um, some friends who were on the pile or had 9-11 related cancers were passed. And the man that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with died. Uh, he worked for cancer, and he died that day. God bless you, Leslie. So then you suffer a complete mental collapse. Uh, which, you, I, which I'm telling you, Leslie, totally understandable. any person who's listening to this understands right. how that how, easily how that could happen. Your world's turned upside down. What about uh, family and faith? Um, talk about the intersection of that. Um, was that in play? Was that helpful? Uh, how did you work through that? You know, that's the interesting part because we weren't, when I say we, I'm talking about my family and other friends who knew me were not equipped for what was coming or what I was mm-hmm. going through. Essentially, um, I was non-functioning. I was a single mom with a 13-year-old boy who was angry and getting more angry, trying to understand what God was doing in our lives. We became homeless, and I was penniless, Um, owed thousands of dollars. There was no settlement for, for me and my family, so it was difficult. It was a difficult few years. I had health issues. And it was just too much for friends and family to bear. Uh, and so eventually people stopped answering my phone calls, and my son and I were homeless for several years. 
Leslie, you know, not only trying to come to grips with um, everything that happened on that one day, but also trying to come to grips with how you could be in, in a, you know, a position of such influence and in the morning of September 11th. And then uh, months later, you and your son are looking for a home. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering how you like, how did you make it through that and what got you to a place where you felt like you could even begin to move forward? I was about to give up because I, I didn't feel that there was any way for me. And part of my arrogance in uh, pre-9-11 was that I made sure that my son had the best everything, went to the best schools, I had the right friends, I drove the right car, wore the right clothes. And part of that was um, my son attended the best school in the neighborhood, and that was a Christian school. So he had good Christian friends and teachers who kept praying. And one day my son um, came home. We were staying in a friend's basement, and I was sitting on the side of the bed. It was early in the morning, and uh, another one of those mornings that I was sitting on the bed with weapons next to the bed, really trying to decide, um, do I just take me out or both of us? And he sat on the bed, and he said, um, Mom, you know what I learned in school today? Um, the Bible says that if you look warm in your face, God will spit you out of his mouth. And I can't tell you to this day why that resonated with me or what it was that moved, that the Holy Spirit moved in my heart. But from that moment, when he left the room, I started crying. And I spoke to the Lord just very candidly. And I told him, I don't love you. And I don't love you because I don't know you. But if you really are the God that my mother said you are and the God that my father preached about, then I need you to be bigger than this. I really need to know you. And I picked up my Bible. I had several of them, <laughs> didn't read them, but I picked them, picked it up. And I just started trying to really seek out who God is in light of what I was going through. And the more that I read and asked questions of my brother, I started going to a church asking questions. The more I learned about God, the more I learned about me. And I got rid of the meds and combed my hair and started on this journey of understanding how to take, make scripture practical in my everyday life. And here I am. Wow. That's a great story, Leslie. So for those then, like yourself, of course, your trauma is entirely different than uh, I'm sure many of our listeners here can even imagine. That practicality of God in your life. That's the message for you, isn't it? I mean, that changed your life. So when you talk to people, what is your message for them wherever they are in their trauma in their life? Trauma is trauma. And I hear this all the time that I know my pain isn't like yours and I didn't go through anything uh, half as bad as you. But for the person that's living it, yeah. it's the pain is pain. Trauma is trauma. So whatever the, your towers are in your life, we, those of us who are suffering from depression or loss of a loved one or anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever the pain and the loss is, addiction, God is bigger than that. And the message is to them is, you know, we tend to just out of reflex, we want to pull ourselves out of our pain and return to some 
normalcy, that we were free our pain or our loss. And that is not what the Bible tells us to do. He tells us to cast our cares on him and to lean into the pain and give it to God and allow him to create in us from that pain what he wants us to be. That's how he redeems us. There's no normal after loss. There's no returning to who we were before our pain. God is birthing something new through that pain, and we have to learn or should learn. I've been learning how to allow him to do that. So I'm not trying to say, no, I don't have post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm trying to say, I'm Leslie. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. This is what I live through every day. I don't sleep sometimes. I don't do this sometimes. But I embrace who I am and what that, what 9-11 has birthed in me and what God is using um, to reach uh, others as well. Leslie, uh, we're so happy that you were able to be with us today. And I have one last question for you. Um, you know, for, for those of us who weren't there, um, who didn't, you know, go through what you experienced, is there anything that you wish we knew or understood about the day? Yeah, and I, yes, and I, I, I want this. I want to say this as gentle as I can, um, because it's so difficult for, um, for me and for others that it's been twenty years since nine eleven, and every we're every year is a different year. It's ten years. It's five years. It's fifteen years. And now it's twenty years since nine eleven for everybody else, but for us. It's been 20 years of yesterday because it still feels like yesterday for me. Wow. Leslie, if people want to know more about you, discover uh, any information or books, uh, where can they find you? I'm at LeslieHaskin.net. I'm also on Facebook. And my newest book, When Your Towers Fall, is available on Amazon. So uh, for those who are going through the pain of uh, life and loss and even trying to understand what God is doing in their lives in light of that pain. Um, that it's a great, it's a great book. God bless you, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. God bless. Uh, that's Leslie Haskin. Her New York times bestselling book is called between heaven and ground zero. Leslie Haskin.net L E S L I E Haskin H A S K I N Leslie Haskin.net. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents An Evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley, Friday, September 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Learn the situation on the ground, who the key players are, and how we can still make a difference. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. Grove City College, a group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, Mm -hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple years. 
mom, I, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I, I don't know. What, what, what if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, it's like if, if you if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad, right. <laughs> they've got a, a great tutoring setup. So it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. Amen to that. Grove City College, rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior, GCC. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, and Remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 53, a delightful start to the weekend tomorrow with mostly sunny skies and a high of 76. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 64. Sunshine and patchy clouds for Sunday will reach a high of 84. Monday will be humid. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds at a high of 86. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. I seriously don't know how you move forward after something like that happens in your life. Leslie Haskin, what a story. I mean. I, we all have a story about where we were on 9-11. Uh, nothing that I ever even imagined could get close to what she experienced. And, you know, I, we were talking in the commercial break about how, what it would be like, you know, here at Word FM, we probably have, I don't know, 25 people that work here or something like that. It would be like you, John, surviving and the rest of us being dead like that. How do you even comprehend something like that? And then 20 years after the fact, you hear about, oh, that person died and that person. So 54 people after the fact, 20 years down the road. And how about our comment at the end? For you, it's been 20 years. For me, for all of us that were there, it's yesterday. Yeah. I mean, God bless her. Seriously, there's someone. And, you know, if you're working at that level, in the World Trade Center, and you're a super, you've got your act together. Mm-hmm. And then she became a, a meth addict. I mean, she got, what did she say? She had firearms next to her on the bed. I mean, how low was she? 
and there she was thinking, I'm just, I'm either, she was either deeply paranoid about everything or she was protecting herself. Right, because how can a brain take that in? You can't. And then her son. Mm-hmm. Because. Which you think, you know, him saying, you know, if you're lukewarm, God's going to spit you out of his mouth. That seems like, well, that's a really insensitive thing to say. Like of all the scripture <laughs> passages, kid, that you could have quoted to your mom, you could have picked a couple better ones. But you know what? She starts the crying. Holy Spirit uses that. Right. If you're lukewarm, God's going to spit you out. <laughs> and I love that honesty. She said, "Look, I don't know if you're real, but if you're if you're who my mom said you were, and if you're who my dad said you were, yeah. then I need for you to show up." Clearly, he did. Did he not? We'll step away. The week in review is next. What were people talking about? Conversations that made us think. What did you eat? What did you watch? What hacked you off? That's straight ahead. 101.5 WORD. On September 11th, 2001, our nation was changed. Our nation was changed. The explosion at the World Trade Center. Live pictures of the World Trade Center literally starting to crumble. Together, we witnessed acts of bravery and true heroism. We got a funeral off the town. We need to start. He just said, I want to let y'all know that I love you very Remembering September 11, 101.5 WORD, one station under God. Danny Gokey is bringing the Stand in Faith Tour to your city with special guest Colton Dixon. Don't miss out on this fun night. Join Danny Gokey in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Bible Chapel on Friday, October 22nd. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now and going fast, so don't wait. Get more information at TransparentProductions.com. Where can you find a local manufacturer that still makes hand-built two-sided mattresses? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Two-sided mattresses can be flipped and rotated to improve their long-term comfort and durability so you can get a good night's sleep for years to come. But OMF is one of the only companies left who still make them because we believe you deserve the best, so we build our products to last. And most standard sizes are available for pickup seven days a week at our factory location. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. When you order a mattress from the Original Mattress Factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeezed into a tiny box. It won't be dropped off on your front porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown. Using American-made steel inner springs, high-density specialty foams, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality in a box. Shop online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 
Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Uh, people were talking, at least in my circles, about what the President Biden said yesterday. You know, let's go get a shot, right? And the backlash from that mm-hmm. or whatever that may, might mean. I think people are also talking about the anniversary of 9-11 tomorrow, 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Uh, hard to imagine. What was a conversation that made you think? What we just heard, right? I mean, that conversation with Leslie Haskin, that'll stay with me for a long time. I I need to go and see that, read more about that, because her searing honesty about that moment and how it altered her forever. Holy smokes. I'll also go with our conversation earlier today, 410 with Paul McNulty. Um, he's the president of Grove City College, but he was a high-level uh, official in the Justice Department on 9-11. And the story he told uh, was harrowing from a different perspective, from a leadership perspective. But what he said at the end really hit me, John. He said he was talking to college students yesterday um, on campus at a uh, convocation. And he said to them, look, there were people throwing themselves out of buildings because they didn't want to be burned alive. And you're arguing about masks. Yeah, he's talking about that at a Christian university. What did you eat? I found a brand new place yesterday, John. Hey. Oh, oh, really? Listen to me. The Bingham Tavern, which is in Chatham Village up on Mount Washington. Yeah. I had never been there. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. The Bingham Tavern. How did you find it? Well, here's, here's how I found it. Uh, I was taking someone out for lunch who who was not from Pittsburgh, had never been to Pittsburgh before. Yeah. And all of my normal lunch places where I take people aren't open. Closed. There's just, no I mean, staff. There's just no staff. So either they're closed forever or they're closed for lunch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I just yelped. And What's open? What's open. And it said, this is close to me. And I thought, terrific. And I thought, I said to her, I picked her up. I said, I don't know what this place is going to be like, but we're going there. It was terrific. We had a great waitress. We had unbelievable food. And really? I had a pierogi flatbread. Okay, <laughs> a people? pierogi flatbread? Yeah, it started out it. with a flatbread. Then there was pulled pork on top. Hey. Just a thin layer. Nothing extravagant. Just yeah. a thin layer. And then beautiful pierogies on top of that with a very nice sauce drizzled over. Really? Did you fold it? No, it, you, like it was pizza. cut. It was cut into like pizza pieces. Oh, and nice! You, it was, and I had a kale salad. It was terrific. High praise for the Bingham Tavern. The Bingham, very nice. What did I eat? Okay, we're entering into this new phase in our family life here, where we're doing uh, what I would call empty nest meals. Mm, what does that mean? Well, you know, you know this. When you got a family, it's a production. It is a production. Now. The curtain's fallen. The production is closed. <laughs> the curtain's fallen. You kind of fend for yourself. The theater's dark. Yeah, and my wife, you know, she tends to work later in the evening, even later than I. So she's getting home at 8 or 9, sometimes 9.30. I'm waiting. We'll eat together. So we're doing basics. You know, like last night we had like um, 
andouille sausages, and some steamed green beans. And that was enough. And it felt good. A couple times we'll do some grilled cheese. And, you know, more often than not, quite honestly, you want some popcorn? I mean, it's pretty basic. But there's no production involved. It's a lot less stressful, I'll tell you that. What did you watch? All right. So, you know, last week I talked about a show I watched that I didn't like. Because all the times when in this segment, we talk about shows that we recommend. Well, yeah, of course. Why not? So the thing I watched last week I hated. So I just wanted to talk about okay, the fact good. that you shouldn't watch it. All right. So I'm talking about Belgravia, what? which is a, uh, it's like a BBC production made by the same guy who produced Downton Abbey. Oh, oh. And I watched one episode. Yeah. And my question is, should I keep watching it? Belgravia. I need to know this. this people, what's it on? Is it on Netflix? It's a PBS thing. It was on Amazon. But- it's a pay thing. So if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to have to pay like, oh, I don't know, yeah. See, I'm not $9 doing, or something. Don't do that. Look, uh, there's so there's so much available that you're already I'm paying I'm asking for. the question. Thank you for answering it, but I think I'd like to hear some opinions of others. <laughs> Christy, have you seen it? Da- Sorry, I was on the phone. Are we talking Downton Abbey? No, no. no. Belgravia, which is made by the same guy who did oh. Downton Abbey. Do you know it? Don't no, know. but I would totally watch it if it's the same person. Okay. I get it. But okay, you got to pay for it. Okay. That's all right. Well, you're already paying for stuff. Right? I'm paying for a prime. She's not broke anymore because now her, her benefits kicked in. That's right. Oh, that does help. So, All okay. Right, okay. All right. So you think I should watch it? I would watch it. Okay, John. Don't. Save your money. All right. I want you guys to weigh in, so find us on Facebook, okay. Keyword or Twitter. All right. Uh, what did we watch this week? We watched the, an American Masters episode uh, to, that was uh, focused on Mike Nichols. You know oh, Mike Nichols yeah, the is? TV producer. Mike Nichols. I mean, Mike Nichols is one of a handful of people who has won an EGOT. Oh, yeah? He's won an Emmy. Yeah, a Grammy. A Grammy, an Oscar, right. and a Tony. That's something. Wow. Oh, that is I mean, really something. Here's a guy who started out as a young kid who was whose family came from Russia um, in the 50s. And, I mean, he basically made improv. You know, improv yeah. is like the... Sure. With Elaine May... They they hit Broadway, and he was just playing, having fun. Huh. And from there, it turned into comedy records. And then from there, it turned into movies, where he was a movie director, then a theater director. I mean, then television. I mean, he's a fascinating guy. So Mike Nichols, we watched it on American Masters. What hacked you off? I heard today of the deaths of two more people I know. Wait were, a second. That's what I'm yeah. exactly what that's they're exactly friend, where I'm going. They're friends of friends who What's died. hacking me off is Do- death. Yep. Two friends of friends. Wait, I can't Do- believe you're talking. I know. I, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, we never talk about no, this before. No, no, no. Anyway, they both died of COVID and neither of them had a vaccine. You guys, look, everybody has a different opinion, but I'm going to tell you right now this is crazy. Get a shot. <sighs> I mean, death. I'm just I'm over it. I just, yep, I, I hate it so much. It surrounds, uh, I just feel like I'm mired in it. That hacks me off. What was the best news you heard this week? Well, this is going to sound funny. Okay, go for it. Well, I know people all over Pittsburgh and even around the country have been remembering Tunjokin since his uh, death on Saturday. There you go. And that's terrible news, right? Terrible news. But over the last couple of days, I've been seeing a glimpse of good news in it because it really helped me to see something. Um, you know, in spite of these angry divisions we have in our culture, how vitriolic social media is, in spite of the fear that we all have about yeah. whatever we're afraid of, kindness is still beautiful. 
just regular person kindness, which is what he was. Yeah. You know, faithfulness is still needed. Laughter is still like unbelievably important. And here's the last one. Godliness is still noticed. Mm. I was at, and lift it up. And lift it up. I was at uh, Tunch's funeral, and there were probably close to a thousand people there on Tuesday. Many more thousands, I'm sure, were at the visitation. And uh, every person in that room had some story about Tunch caring for them, mm. about stopping whatever he was doing, wherever he was, and praying for them. I mean, I heard people who have no connection to God, no connection to a church aren't quote unquote religious in any way telling stories like that at like adjacent tables to where I was. And not a single person in that room thought that he did that because he was just a nice person. They all knew that he did that because he loved Jesus. It wasn't a mystery. They didn't think, Oh, it's just another nice guy in the world, but God had transformed his life Mm. and he was, Tunch was living to say thank you for that. I mean, and I was also thinking about how the pairing of faith with good works is the real power of witness for Jesus. Because you know how Tunch was. Wherever he walked, it was like good works were like falling out of him. I mean, it was just everywhere around him. It was unmistakable. And in a very unassuming way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and doesn't it make you think, knowing Tunch as we do, as we did, how much we loved him. That as bad as they see, as things seem right now, and they are bad, they're certainly bad. That the world doesn't need Christians who act like moral warriors, telling everybody else what to do and how to live. And make people who are outside the church feel condemned. The world doesn't need that. But I think from just living through this week and hearing people talk about Tunch, I think what people need is they need to see sacrifice and they need to see selflessness. And I think that's the way that we show Jesus to a desperate world. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. The Lighthouse Foundation's Soaring for Hope Annual Gala is their largest fundraiser of the year. Just by attending, you'll be making a difference in the lives of those facing homelessness, in need of financial assistance, transportation, hunger, and more who are quietly, often anonymously, looking for help. Enjoy the basket raffle, silent auction, dinner, possibly win $1,000, or a trip to Hawaii. It's all happening at the Butler Country Club September 24th. To attend RSVP now at thelighthousepa.org. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. 
You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. Tonight, join Word FM to watch them take on the Tri-City Valley Cats at 7.05. But come early. The first 500 there when the gates open at 6. Get a free WORD t-shirt while supplies last. Hear players share personal stories of faith and testimony before the game. And stick around afterward for the final fireworks show of the year. It's going to be wild. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. Tonight, get tickets now at wordfm.com slash Wild things. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 555 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. 5588. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Busy weekend. Lots going on in and about the city of Pittsburgh. You got plans? First, thank you for turning my mic Pleasure. on. Yeah, He's got question. such power. You know, if he doesn't want to hear what I have to say, he I'm just doesn't. I ask you a question, yeah. but I really wasn't answering. Yeah, it. no, I understand. Um, so this weekend, John, stretches out like a blank canvas to me. Oh, that is the best mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. Nothing's on the docket. No. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that need doing. Yeah, but. But, you know, you I that. don't have an engagement. Yeah. No one's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one needs you. Right. Right well, I'm sure a lot of. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, then good. Then this might be for you. Okay, tell me what to I got do. a few things to go. Uh, tomorrow, Taco Saturday. The original Pittsburgh Taco Festival will feature more than 25 food trucks with uh, handheld tortillas. The original Taco Festival, like, we're all supposed to know that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know there was a taco festival. Yep. Uh, there's a taco festival going on, and a portion of the proceeds uh, from Taco Fest go to the uh, Pittsburgh Hispanic Corporation. Terrific. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's. I love a taco. Yeah, how about this? Is the uh, as far as the taco festival? You can also go to the 30th annual Pittsburgh Irish Festival mm, and do the dancing thing that doesn't mm-hmm. involve your arms down through uh, the lots at Sandcastle mm-hmm. and West Homestead. Also, a fair in the park. You been there, Mellon Park? Fair in the it's park. It's one of my favorite places to go. It's Mellon, go- wait, Mellon Park. Is it's on Fifth Avenue. Oh, downtown? No, no, up in um, Shady Side area. You know, Fifth and Bigelow. You know the park right there. Fifth and Bigelow. You know where the Pittsburgh Center yeah. for the Arts is? The yellow oh, building? Oh, yeah. That's not Fifth and Bigelow. That's, right uh, that's Fifth and Shady. Fifth and... Oh, is it Shady? Yeah. All right. Or, yeah, well, think... yeah, but the other end is Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Fair in the Park is great. I mean, 52 years it's been going on. 75 local and national artisans. It's just a great okay. place to wander around. Oh, great. Highly recommend I like the Center for the Arts. Yeah. Um, the Barrel and Flow Fest, which is at the Pittsburgh South Side. Looks like there's a lot of drinking going on there. Hmm. And uh, they're closing up the Allegheny Overlook. 
uh, the final weekend for the Allegheny Overlook, a pop-up venue located on Fort Duquesne Boulevard. They're closing it up because of the season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, there are, of all those things, Irish Fest I've yeah. been to, fabulous. Yeah. Taco well, Fest I've not the, been to. I mean, to. that's your... Lineage. Those are my people. Yeah. Have you have you did have you done the dance without the arms? Do you know me? I don't just. I can barely walk a straight line just, down the hall. I think that okay. that's an interesting thing. How that evolved? No, that's not. Uh, what do you sh- call that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. The Shevlin family, the Irish dancers, which we know. Oh, will they be there? Which, I'm what do you sure mean we will. know? Like you and I know? Well, them? no, I, I, my family, the Irish community knows. I'm the, the Polish Shevlin. community. Right. I'm we the don't Irish. know those things. Well, the, the Poles and the Irish should get together, perhaps. Well, I'm sure they've had different famines that they could share stories about. Yes, and they share the love of starch. I love my starch. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have yourself a fabulous weekend no matter what you do. And God willing, we'll see you on Monday or thereabouts. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.